my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans! Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. And just so you know, I have the windows open, so if vehicles are traveling down our street, you're probably going to hear them. Hopefully not too, too much. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? I hope you all had a great Labor Day weekend if you do celebrate it. Mine was good. I watched, I rewatched the It Chapter 1 movie, and just so that way, I'm, I haven't watched it in two years since I saw it in the theater, even though I've had the Blu-ray for a year and a half or so, so I'm like, nah, I want to refresh before I go and see the sequel on Sunday. So, but anyway, remember how I had a summer fun series? With all the summerish type episodes of Full House and Fuller House. Well, guess what? Now, being September, I've started a new series. It's the Back to School series. Back to Full House, Back to School series. And, of course, the very first episode I'm going to kick it off with is from Full House Season 1. Season 1, Episode 3, in fact. The First Day of School. This episode aired on October 2nd, 1987. Danny, Jesse, and Joey try to convince Stephanie that school is cool while DJ tries to make a clean escape. This episode has a 7.2 rating on IMDb. Directed by, it was directed by Rich Carell, Steve, why did I say, why did I say Steve? I don't know why. Je, um, written by Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Leonard Rips, written by as Lenny Rips. Okay. We got a couple connections in this episode. We got the movie Psycho mentioned in dialogue. We have the Jetsons. Stephanie gets a Jetsons lunchbox. And apparently either the show or the episode was watched on six, the show Six Feet Under. And season one, episode ten. I've never seen Six Feet Under. I've heard by some that it's a good show. Just by people who watch it, you know, on podcasts and stuff like that. Alright, let's get into some trivia for the episode, courtesy of IMDb. Jesse admits his love for Elvis for the first time. Okay. This is Andrea Barber's first appearance as Kimmy Gibbler, who later becomes a series regular in the pilot episode dj talks on the phone to gimme but she isn't seen so but at least they establish you know i like that they did that that even though she wasn't seen they did establish she's a character so that way we don't watch the next episode well who's that person i've never seen her she's dj's best friend what all right soundtracks we got love me tender sung by john stamos written by elvis presley hello goodbye written by john lennon and paul mccartney sung by John Stamos and Dave Coulier, Sunrise, Sunset, was performed by John Stamos, Dave Coulier, and Bob Saget. Music by Jerry Bach, lyrics by Sheldon Harnick. Itsy Bitsy Bitsy Spider, performed by Jody Sweeten and Jackie Joseph. 
All right. So for this episode, I posted a trivia question to get a shout out on this podcast episode. And here is the trivia question. What lunchbox did DJ get? And a bonus question I asked, what lunchbox did Stephanie get? We got two shout outs here. The first one is from Lauren. She said, I know Steph gets a Jetsons one. I'm guessing Barbie for DJ. Yes, she's absolutely correct. And Eric on the Facebook Punky Power, unofficial punk... unofficial Punky Brewster podcast page where I do put up episodes of Full House that share space on there. On that page, the Full House, Fuller House podcast also has its own um, spot on Insta- uh, on SoundCloud and also shares space on the Punky Power podcast SoundCloud page and also the Wonder Years soundcloud page as well so you many ways to listen to it many ways but yeah eric got it right he said dj barbie stephanie the jetsons i'm like yep you got it good both eric and lauren thank you for playing along and look forward to another trivia question for the next episode that i do of course real quick i want to let you all know if you're new to the podcast thank you very much for jumping aboard the tanner train as i go through these fun little series of episodes If you haven't yet, if you want to know where you can listen, you can do so on iTunes. You can type in Oh My Lanta or Holy Chalupas or even Fuller House. And the Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, Full House, Fuller House podcast should pop up. Um, If you've been a regular listener, you know that I also post these episodes on the Punky Power page or on iTunes. You can find it under the Punky Power Podcast or the Wonder Years Podcast. If you'd like to follow along with the podcast via the Facebook page, you can do so at the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Full House Fuller House Podcast page or the Punky Power one or the Wonder Years Looking Back at My Wonder Years. Also, there's an Instagram OMHC FH or is it OMHC Full House Podcast. There's also a Twitter, OMHC Full House. Also an email address if you'd like to email me. It's OMHCFHFH podcast at gmail.com. I will leave that in the description so you can find it and send me an email. We can talk about Full House or you can even send me messages on the Instagram on the Facebook, on the Twitter. I'd love to hear your Full House memories. If you have any back-to-school memories while I'm doing this back-to-school series that's going to go through all of September and the first two weeks in October, and then after that I will be doing a Halloween episode from Full House and a Halloween episode from Fuller House. So, yeah. Alright, I've talked enough. Let's get into this episode. I'm saving the... IMDb episode reviews for the end of the episode because it ran just a smidge long. So I think that's what I'm going to do in the future. It's just if there's any reviews that I want to read from IMDb, I'll do that after the I cover the episode. So this episode opens in DJ's room. She and Kimmy are hanging out on DJ's bed. They both have their trapper keepers open. Jeez Louisa. You know what? I'm going to say this now. 
I will be so happy when these motorcycles are, you know, put to rest. It's probably going to be at least another month and a half or so, depending. But I'm just, I'm sick and tired of motorcycles. I don't have anything against them or the people that drive them. I just, I don't like it right by my window while I'm trying to podcast. It's really frustrating. But anyway, yeah, they're flipping through their trapper keepers. They got their full, you know, that's what I, the one thing I loved about going back to school, all the new stuff you get to get. When I started sixth grade, I got a trapper keeper and it was... 1994, so The Lion King had just come out, like, a month or two beforehand, and it's, like, Lion King everywhere, and I'm like, I want The Lion King Trapper Keeper. Of course, by seventh grade, I ended up putting, like, a pinup of, uh, Jason James Richter in the front of it. You know, he was the one who starred in the first three Free Willy movies. Yeah. I just, I love that new backpack, new, new folders, new pencils, all that fun stuff. And DJ's kind of given Kimmy a run-through of how their first day is going to go. Like, hey, let's make sure we're the first ones in the classroom so we can get the seats in the back row. Kimmy's like, why do we want to do that? And DJ's like, so it'll be easier to pass notes. And of course, off to the side here, we got the closet door slid open and Stephanie is like buried from the waist up and they're just going through her clothes. She's really stressed. She wants to make a good impression on her other fellow kindergartners. You know, clearly she thinks there's not going to be anybody that I know in this class, which, as I said, why wouldn't she know any? Are you telling me the kid she went to preschool with, she's not going to have none of them transferred to this same school? Seriously, none of them? Did they all go to private school was the city re- we deal with redistricting when Stephanie starts junior high because all the Jennifers there's a whole bunch of Jennifers she was friends with they all get transferred to Van Anna Central and of course poor Stephanie gets stuck at the crap hole known as DiMaggio so but we'll get to that episode later <laughs> but I get it you know even though Stephanie's only, what, five years old? She's still stressed out. It's a big deal. You want to make a good impression. You don't want someone to go, Ew, Stephanie, Tanner, you're gross. As DJ and Kimmy are like, Oh, we don't want to sit next to Arthur Wilcox. Arthur Wilcox, ew, ew, gross. Come on, we all had that kid in class that... Sadly, people probably made fun of. He probably ate pays, probably picked his nose. You know the type, right? Yeah. And it's so sad that this is 1987 and you're still, the nerd factor is high. That we still treated those kids like they were the stuff you scrape off the bottom of your shoe. And that is a sad, sad fact. You know, I my heart went out to, you know, the lower ones on the on the chain of command in in school and just I was one of those kids I was actually lower on the totem pole than those kids so I'm going to play this clip as the girls are preparing for their first day of school so Kimmy you gotta be the first one to class tomorrow to get the seats in the back row okay why because it's the best place to pass notes I love the way your mind works. Oh, yeah. Oh, Steph. 
this outfit is all wrong. It's cute. Tomorrow's the first day of kindergarten and I have nothing to wear. Your bed is full of clothes. Yeah, right. Yeah, but they're not me. Well, they're me, but they're the preschool me. I'll sit anywhere you want, as long as it's not near Arthur Wilcox. Arthur Wilcox, ew! Who's Arthur Wilcox? Ew! Steph, please, Kimmy and I are talking about school. So am I. Well, I walk into class wearing a goofy outfit, and everyone says, Stephanie Tanner, ew! Would you stop worrying? Kindergarten is so easy. The only thing you have to know is the Pledge of Allegiance. The what? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So I gotta ask, is this, this can't be a pajama top bottom thing that DJ's wearing because she's got a plastic headband that's like a light baby blue that matches the collar of her, it's just a regular like sweatshirt that says state and on the bottom says university, it's got a heart with like two bears that look like they go to some state school. Kimmy's got a blue barrette in her hair, and she's got overalls, and she's got a sweater underneath that's got, like, a bunch of different objects. One could be a guitar, one could be a radio, an old-time radio, um, one looks like a barber pole, just a lot of different things. Which, I don't think these were things that you could find in any store, if, even if you wanted to wear them. <laughs> Stephanie's got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, at least five or six outfits that she pulls from the closet, tosses on her bed, says, DJ, can you help me? I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to wear for kindergarten. You know, what I'm wearing, what you wear, everyone's wearing blue in this, in this scene, which is funny. They're all wearing different shades of blue. And Stephanie's wearing... A blue sweater. It's really cute. It's blue. It's got like a tic-tac-toe crisscross thing. White lines on it. And it's got like three little puppies. It's so adorable. She's like, oh, but all these are my preschool clothes. One thing in particular that's on top is a, what looks like an adult male's button-up yellow cream shirt that looks like something that she possibly wore when she well wait no now that I think about it that one was like in a, a blue long sleeve button up sh man's shirt but anyway it's just like mm, I get it she's like this stuff's all what I wore to preschool if I walk into kindergarten someone's like hey you wore that last year oh gross didn't you buy any more clothes like, she's just really worried. Apparently, like, like, ew, Stephanie Tanner, gross. What are you wearing? Just, and this could be a problem for anyone at any age. You know, you want to look good. You want... But that doesn't necessarily mean you got to have the latest, you know, Reebok high tops or, or Air Jordans or whatever else. I mean, if you want to be honest, you want to know where my, my, my grandma took me to go shopping? At which my sister and I kind of mm, chuckle about it now. She took a <laughs> to Fashion Bug. To Fashion Bug. And then my aunt would take me shopping. Like, oh, Angela, we're going to get you some, like, real clothes that are, like, made 
that real kids wear. <laughs> you know, my aunt would be like that with my, you know, always like take me shopping. Like, no, we're gonna get you some real clothes. We're not going to fashion bug. <laughs> both my grandma and my aunt have, have always been good to me, especially, you know, usually one or both of them were the ones that would take me back to school shopping. So I could, you know, look good, at least for my first day. Oh, I just, I love her cute little sweater. Oh, it's a picnic. It's a, it's a blue and white striped, like, checkered picnic with, like, what looks like, like, little blue dots of, like, snow falling down on these three pu- Oh my gosh, you know what those puppies look like? You don't want to know what they look like? They look like the pokey little puppy. Remember the golden books? And they had- the pokey little puppy. I loved that book. And there's like three of them there. Whoever made this sweater, I love you. I love you. I want an adult sweater for like that. I would wear the heck out of it. If you made that a hoodie, I'd wear it like all day, every day, October through December. So DJ's trying to say, look, Steph, um, your bed is full of clothes. Just pick something out of there. Stephanie's like, well, I mean, they're not me. I mean, they're me, but they're the preschool me. So, and, and, and DJ even says, like, Steph, you're worrying a lot about nothing. I get that you're freaked out, but it's it's kindergarten. It's so easy. The only thing you got to remember is the Pledge of Allegiance. And both Kimmy and DJ stand up, hand over heart, say, I pledge allegiance to the blah, 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 So, um, yeah. They, like, whip that out, like, under, like, five seconds. And it's like, okay, she can't... Oh, it's the pillow person right there in the corner. Oh, that's cute. Um, yeah, but poor Stephanie's like, oh, now I gotta memorize the Plunge of Allegiance? Good golly, I thought I just had trouble trying to figure out what I'm gonna wear. Now all of a sudden I gotta memorize this? Like, no, sweetie, you don't have to memorize that. I remember having to, you know, say that at the beginning of class. I, I can't remember how old I was when I first started, but I could say maybe second, third grade. Maybe first grade I was saying it. I remember in music class we do the, um, Our Country Tis of Thee, Sweet Land of Liberty. America the Beautiful for Gracious Skies. Yeah, when DJ says the only thing you have to know is the Pledge of Allegiance. Stephanie's like, the what? Like, she's never heard of the Pledge of Allegiance in her life. And instead of, like, saying the Pledge of Allegiance, it's what we have to say and explain what it is, and just say, okay, Steph, repeat after me, I pledge allegiance to the flag. She's like, both she and Kimmy feel like, oh, let's show this little kid how it's done. It's like, what the, huh? What? I'm that much more confused. So Jesse and Joey come in. Jesse's got Michelle, like, tucked right under his arm. Like, he just picked up a puppy and it's just, like, got it right in the crook of his arm. Like, yeah, I got you. Ain't going nowhere, little girl. Oh, yeah, the reason that Jesse and Joey come in is because Kimmy's mom's downstairs. Like, uh, yeah, she wants you home. <laughs> like, no, I don't know why, but, uh... Yeah. And poor Michelle, she's got food, like, caked on her face. Oh, I know babies are messy. I get it. They're messy. They fling food. They, they like, cover themselves in their food. And good golly knows what else. But it's just like, come on, guys. You were feeding her. What was she, like, 
throwing, pushing the food out of her, out of the spoon as soon as you get it near her face? Or do you just say, here you go, here's a plate of spaghetti. Michelle just like, sh and, and even Jesse says, well, she wanted to put her face through the food, so she just like, <clears throat> face right in the food. <clears throat> just like that. Oh, Kimmy's mom said that Kimmy was supposed to be home a half hour ago. She lives right next door. She probably wants Kimmy to get a good night's rest for her big day tomorrow. Let's take a quick little looky-poo. Let's see what uh, Deej has got above her headboard. she got a lot of stuff. Uh, Bananarama. Oh, my gosh. Is that the same Bananarama poster as Rick Stratton has in, above his headboard? I bet it is. I bet it is. All right, so we got your Bananarama. We got a pennant of the San Francisco Giants, I think. Uh, the Bengals. Maybe that might be um, Paula Abdul. We got a adorable poster of Golden Retriever puppies. That could be foreshadowing in the future for comment. DJ's in going to be going into fifth grade, and she's already got awards, certificates. Her little corkboard is just covered with stuff. One looks like it's a class photo. Yeah. Kimmy's like, oh no, that's the third time today. She's gonna kill me. And DJ's like, hey, Kim, don't worry. Don't panic. Just set your watch back like a half hour. And Kimmy's like, oh, I love the way your mind works, DJ. You are a genius. So Stephanie ha still has on her adorable puppy sweater. And she's got the adult-sized cream yellow button-up shirt. It's not buttoned up. But she's like, Uncle Jesse, how do I look? And he looks at her and is like, you look like a bag lady, Steph. And it's like, dude, seriously? She's already struggling in the self-confidence area. Let's not knock her down a few pegs. She needs you to boost her confidence. Just say, sweetie, 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 here, let me help you get this off. We don't need to worry about later. So we live in San Francisco. Let me help you. Uncle Jesse, how do I look? Like a bag lady. What happened to Michelle? Ooh. Well, your sister Michelle tried to eat her dinner by pushing it through her face. Yeah, we better give her a bath. That's a good idea. Do we know how to do that? Well, sure, it's just like giving a puppy a bath. I mean, only there's a little less tail to clean. So DJ's the one that's like, what happened to Michelle? Why is her face caked in, like, crud and unfortunately like I said she wanted to push her face through her dinner and Jesse and Joey just managed to learn how to get a diaper on now it's like now we gotta wash her how often do you wash bathe the baby like every other day or so I don't know I don't have kids so I, it's gotta be like every other day right cause babies get stinky you know, with the diapers and the pooping and the peeing and the stinkiness, right? Um, <clears throat> I have nothing against babies, by the way, even though I don't have any. But <clears throat> Joey's like, oh, well, it's kind of like washing a puppy, only there's a little less tail. Um, hmm, no, seriously, that's not how you do it. I'm guessing they could ha I mean, because she's... Would you say she's a little... I've seen, like, the little baby tubs that they put the baby in. Michelle looks like she may be a little too big for that. So it's just, like, just run a little bit of water. Just 
get a washcloth, just you know, wipe her down, just nice, comfortable, soft, you know, good water. Wipe her down, soap up the hair, rinse it off, bing, bang, boom, she's out of the tub, she's done. Simple as that. You probably get it done in like less than 10 minutes. She's a baby. She's, there's not a lot to wash. So we go to the bathroom. We hear the shower running and Jesse from outside the door says, hey, Joey, the kid's ready to take a bath. And Joey's like, okay. So Jesse's got Michelle still under the crook of his arm flings back the shower curtain we see joey complete with a not a bathing cap but a swimmer's cap a blue metallic looking swimmer's cap very shiny because you can see the light shining down from above on it you got the red and white goggles swimmer's goggles we got a life vest we got because it's the 80s we got some type of cheetah zebra print with neon blue, green, yellow, pink, and red. And it's just, wow. Just And he's holding, what is he, he's got a watch on too. But he's got the shower light coming down on him. And he's got like a little, like a little yellow, like hand with a hole in the middle, like tub toy. And he's just grinning like, hey, like, Get out of the tub, huh? Seriously. We gotta wash the kid. And of course, Jesse's like, this is the scariest shower scene since Psycho. And he's not wrong. So at least Jesse got Michelle out of her icky clothes, and he's got her wrapped in a towel. Like, all we gotta do, her face is still caked with what looks like marinara spaghetti sauce. And she's got, I think there's a little toy that looks like one of those like toy little yellow like crab things or something so I was like come on and he's gonna want that kid bathed and in bed and asleep by the time he gets back so it looked like a either Mary Kate or Ashley was getting a little fussy in this scene because right after he says this is the most terrifying shower scene from such since Psycho, Michelle starts to go, eh, it's like, okay, okay, and, and, you know, John Stamos says, it's alright, buddy, it's okay, and hands her off to Joey, and I like how Jesse kind of makes a joke about Joey's, like, muscle tone, saying, Michelle's got better muscle tone than you do. So, Joey puts on this muscle guy accent, like, huh, what do you bench? We got Stephanie and DJ that apparently want to watch the show as they bring in their chairs from underneath their desks and they plant them right in front of the tub. Like, hey, we're ready. Let's get this bathing Michelle because we want to watch you guys. We didn't get to see you, like, change her diaper because Stephanie was there for, like, the very end of it. Oh, no, she was there for the majority of it. Excuse me, but it's like, yeah, I saw them change her diaper. It was hilarious. We gotta watch them try to bathe Michelle for the first time. This will be so funny. If we missed anything stupid, would you start all over? Joel, get out. Go to bed. Get out of here. Don't worry. Joy will do something just as stupid tomorrow. Listen, you got a call from the lab machine. Somebody got sick. You have to go on at 9.30 instead of 1.30. 9.30, that's prime time, yes! Jess, what do I open with? How about a joke? Perfect. Thank God you're here. Uh, okay, I've made a decision, I'll open with a joke. What's my best joke? That outfit. 
So DJ's like, oh, if you did something stupid, can you start all over? Because we probably missed it. And Jesse's like, girls, go to bed. I promise you, Joey will more than likely do something stupid tomorrow. And Jesse says, hey, look, the laugh machine called, or laugh, whatever, laugh machine, I believe, said that instead of 1.30, which is your normal time, you're going on at 9.30, which is prime time. And Joey's, like, a little nervous, like, oh, no, what should I open with? And Jesse's like, well, how about a joke? So now we go back to the girls' room. It's dark in the room because the girls are supposed to be asleep. Well, at least DJ's asleep. But, of course, Stephanie is still fretting about what to wear on her big day, her first day of kindergarten. Shines a flashlight right in DJ's face and says, DJ, are you asleep? And DJ's like, I don't know. I think I might be blind. And Stephanie's like, can you look at one more outfit? And DJ's like, Steph, I've looked at your entire wardrobe at least twice. I need to be able to get sleep myself so I can face my first day of fifth grade. DJ, are you asleep? <laughs> I can't tell. I think I'm blind. <laughs> Will you look at one more outfit? Steph, I've seen your entire wardrobe twice. Okay. Want to listen to the pledge? Not really. I pledge allegiance to the flag of some states of America. <laughs> I'm going to tuck you in. Very tight. And to the public, which understands, <laughs> with God <laughs> and liberty, So, yeah, Stephanie's like, oh, you want to hear me do the pledge? And she puts her hand over her heart as DJ's like, here, let me tuck you in very tightly. As, uh, excuse me, Stephanie is reciting the Pledge of Allegiance, but she gets it completely wrong. She says, I pledge allegiance to the flag of some states of America. And, uh, yeah, she's just laying in bed like, ugh, I I'm dead meat. Like, she knows she messed it up. It's like, sweetie, you don't need to have it memorized before you get to school. Or maybe she thinks, if I do memorize it, I'll be the coolest kid there because I'll already know it. Now we go back to the bathroom. Joey's in a full bathtub of water. They finally were able to clean Michelle. There are so many bubbles in this bath. It's ridiculous. But maybe Joey thought, like, hey, let me get in the tub. I'll take her. Because uh, Jesse gets out of the tub, and he's got his pants rolled up just above his knees. And you see, like, soap suds covering from below the knee. It's like, yeah, they both got in there and cleaned her up. She's good to go. They set her in her little uh, car seat. And they just leave her there while they have a convert. Jesse and Joey have a conversation about... <laughs> I love how Jesse says, wow, she's so clean you could eat off this baby. Cut to Michelle and she's got the biggest grin on her face. So Joey's like, hey, thanks for helping me out with the baby. Jesse says, no problem. I got a date with the dancer, but it's not till midnight. 
I'm going to play this clip because it's so interesting how back in the 80s we were able to say stuff and do stuff on sitcoms that no way in the world would you get away with that stuff today. You could eat off this baby. <laughs> hey Jess, thanks for helping me out with the baby. Oh, no problem. I got a date tonight with a dancer, but not till midnight. Another exotic dancer. <laughs> for your information, Joseph, I happen to be dating a ballerina. Okay, she's a topless ballerina. Good luck tonight, pal. Ah, yeah, tonight, 9.30. This could be the big break I've been waiting for, Jess. I've been at this comedy stuff since I was four years old when I did my first impression. Ever since then, all I want to do is make people happy. Is this making any sense to you? Oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. See, Joey, you're talking about that magical moment when all of a sudden you know what you want to do with your life. It happened to me when I was six. Turn the TV on. There was Elvis Presley in King Creole. Naturally, he played a two-fisted, fun-loving, girl-chasing, singing busboy. <laughs> they stole that Oscar from him. Robbed him blind. Anyway, Elvis made me feel the music was something special, you know? I gotta be honest with you. When he started singing Hard-Headed Woman, <laughs> forget about it. I was touched. I mean, it was like, I was like this. A hard hit a woman, a soft heart a band. Better such a trouble ever since you were beginning. Oh, yes. Oh, 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 yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. You are great. Man, you, you got all the moves. Well, I feel it. You know, I feel it. And I'm doing this lip thing, you know, which is new. Sing another song, would you? Please? For Michelle. She loves music. All right, I need a scarf. I need the. Here we go. Here we go. So, when Jesse says that he's got a date with a dancer that doesn't start till midnight. Joey looked at him like, really? Another exotic dancer? So clearly, Jesse, that's his type right now. Musicians, dancers, maybe backup singers. That's his thing. And both the guys kind of talk about how they kind of started in their careers with Joey ever since he was four. He just wanted to make people happy and make them laugh. Jesse reveals, like, ever since he saw Elvis in the King Creole movie when he was six, he's just hearing that music, like, hardhead woman, he just, he, he just felt something inside of him awaken. He just knew, like, I have to be a musician. I just, yeah. That, and that's where his obsession with Elvis began. I like how he mentions, well, yeah, I mean, I got all the moves and everything, the lip thing, which is new, and I immediately, like, yeah. The lip thing, the curl of the lip, which you're going to carry on through many seasons of Full House. It's always going to be there. I like how Joey said, yeah, they uh, they robbed Elvis of that Oscar. Like, <laughs> one point, yeah, as Jesse's singing the first couple lines of Hard-Headed Woman, he's like twisting his hips, swinging his hips, and just jiving, standing up in the tub. And then Joey's like, well, sing another song, you know, for Michelle. You know how she loves music. And Jesse's like, oh, um, I need a scarf. Oh, here we go. Here's a, like, a little bath towel, you know, hand towel go around his neck. He starts singing Love Me Tender. Very swoon-worthy, seductively. Tosses the scarf to Michelle like she's in the audience. Turns to Joey and just starts serenading him with love me tender, love me true, never let me go. Granted, Danny comes home from work and he sees a baby on the floor in a little 
car seat type thing. His youngest. Probably wondering why is she not in her jammies and in bed asleep. He sees Jesse and Joey. Joey dressed up in this ridiculous outfit of a life, say, um, a life jacket, the swimming cap, the goggles, which are now on top of his head. And it's like, what in the world is going on? And they're like, oh, well, we were giving Michelle a bath. And Danny's like, well, then why isn't she in the tub with you? Why isn't she in the tub? And Jesse's like, well, because Joey's in here, I'm in here, and unfortunately there just wasn't enough room for the three of us. So also in the 80s, and this did become kind of a joke of itself, like three guys, three dads, living together, raising three kids, there were, and it being set in San Francisco, there were a lot of gay jokes that were just, and even Danny, like, hey, he's holding up his hands, like, oh, it's obvious, I really am intruding, like, I'm gonna take my kid and put her to bed, which is what you guys should have done, and leave you two sailors to your singing. So, of course, we cut back to Jesse and Joey, still in the tub, as Jesse is still, still serenading Joey with Love Me Tender. So, Jesse, of Excuse me, Danny wants to check on his girls, just, you know, make sure they're asleep. And it's dark in the room, and he goes to shut the door, satisfied that they're sleeping. DJ, who's still awake, says, hi, Dad. And Stephanie's like, hi, Daddy. And he turns on the light, he's like, why aren't you two asleep? You should be sleeping right now. <laughs> hi, Daddy. <laughs> Dad. Why is everybody awake? I'll show you. <laughs> I'm ready for school. Honey, you're ready for the prom. <laughs> you said this would be good. Hey, if you can't have fun with your little sister, then what's the point of having one? So DJ gets out of her bed, goes over to Stephanie, pulls down Stephanie's covers. Here, Dad, let me show you why we're still awake. Stephanie stands up in this pale pink party dress with a Animal Friends metal lunchbox. And she says, I'm ready for school. And Danny just looks at her incredulously like, you're ready for the prom. Stephanie stares, just glares at DJ like, you said this would be good. Well, I'm sure in a way DJ felt she had to get Stephanie back for keeping her awake. Now we go to the next day, the first day of school. Ooh, I'm getting chills. We're in the kitchen. Danny's preparing the new lunch boxes. He's tightening the top on the thermos. Let me tell you, I learned the hard way by, um, back when I lived with my aunt and uncle for, uh, when I started first grade and then, of course, second grade, um, I remember I woke up one morning and it was around my my birthday and I had gotten this pale pink Mickey and Minnie lunchbox. And it was the Aladdin brand, you know, the plastic and everything like that. And it had the, you know, the thermos. 
don't ever put milk in there because it is not going to stay cold. I remember getting on the bus and just, what is that smell? What is that smell? Oh, I, I took the cover off. Ooh, and this was on the bus ride. I hadn't even made it to school already. It was starting to smell. But I think, yeah, by third grade, I was living back home and I was, like, buying my lunch at the time where I get, like, a lunch ticket. I'd pay, like, a buck ten or I think junior high might have been a buck thirty-five and then high school lunch was, like, a dollar fifty each day. And in high school, I always had to, like, scrounge around in my dad's change bowl to get, like, six quarters. So Danny's like, morning, boys, as Joey and Jesse are like, hey, morning, I'm Pa or Hoss. And, of course, Jesse was like, Little Joe? Like, oh, a Bonanza reference. So Danny asks, well, how'd it go last night? And Joey, of course, thinks that Danny's referring to his comedy set. And Joey's like, well, it started out great and everything, but right in the middle. And Danny's like, no, no, no. I meant, like, in the bathtub, you know, with Hoss. And Jesse cuts in with, look, I finished Love Me Tender. We did a short medley from Viva Las Vegas. We got the hell out of the tub, all right? Alright, we will never speak of this again. Alright, the girls come down, and DJ's wearing this denim dress that goes all the way to just above her ankles. It's pretty, it's plain looking, it's maybe she's like, hey, I've known these kids since like preschool, I really don't have to impress anybody. But Stephanie's dress is really pretty. It's red with like a white... Um, almost like a white, like, bib doily that's got lace on it. And she's got, like, pink or white tights. It's really, really cute. Got her in an adorable outfit. Dad, we're all ready. Girls, I don't want to brag, but Chef Boyard Dad has made some super great lunches for a super great first day of school. And you know what, Stephanie? For you, I've got a brand new lunchbox. Hi, I'm home. Hi, Jane. Hi, Elroy. Hi, Astro. Rye Roach. Rye's your first And DJ, for you, I've got a brand new Barbie lunchbox. Mm. No, thank you. Here you go, Steph. I don't do Barbie. <laughs> oh, darn. Thanks, Dad. Fifth graders don't carry lunch boxes anymore. Try to sell it to a first grader. Come on, Steph. We don't want to miss our bus. Yes, Dad. Wait, girls. Stephanie? <laughs> Honey, are you sure you don't want me to go with you? You should don't go with her. Don't worry, Dad. I'll make sure she's okay. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. Oh, you look so good. You girls are really growing up. Stephanie's starting school. Wait here. I'm going to get my video camera. Don't move. So the girls come down, Danny's like, hey, Chef Boy, our dad made some really super great lunch. He says super great a lot in this first few episodes of season one. Eventually he drops it, thank goodness. Because he's just like, yeah. There's such a thing as being overly enthusiastic. But yeah, he made some super great lunches for a super first day of school. Stephanie gets a Jetsons lunchbox, which basically just says Jetsons in yellow stickers. And then it says the, which is like a black sticker. 
And then it's got just random stickers, one of Astro in the upper left-hand corner. We get one in the upper right, which looks like just George Jetson. And below we get Jane, Rosie, um, Elroy, and Judy on the bottom left hand. And I love how Joey also does the voice to kind of complete the effect. Like, hi, I'm home. Hi, Jane. Hi, Elroy. Hi, Astro. Darcy does an Astro impression with, I won't. <laughs> I can't do it. I was your first day of school. I, I can't do it. Ugh. Oh, well. I tried. I love you, Lord. I can't do it. Ugh. I loved Astro. I loved him when I watched the Jetsons. I saw the Jetsons movie in the theater. We were originally going to see, like, it was a re-release of the Jungle Book movie, but it turns out they didn't. Either they're sold out, or I don't know. But we did see the Jetsons movie. And Jeremy will always tease me, like, I can't believe you tell people that. <laughs> and Danny comes over for DJ. For you, I got a brand new Barbie lunchbox. And the way that she just takes it and looks at it, like, Oh, great. Thanks. I really don't want this. And she even says, like, Dad, um, I'm in the fifth grade. We don't carry our lunchboxes anymore. And it's interesting, the color of the lunchboxes are kind of a fuchsia color or magenta. And I love how it matches DJ's bag, her fuchsia bag with, like, white stripes and, like, different colored butterflies. Oh, okay, I get a clear picture of Stephanie's dress. What it is is it's a long sleeve dress long with black and white stripes that crisscross and then she's got a cute little square type rectangle bib that's got a rect uh, red rectangle outline kind of lining bordering and then it's got a little um an apple that takes up the lower right hand side of it it's really cute and stephanie even has the red barrette so when dj gets the lunchbox she turns to joey like let me guess you're gonna do an impression for this and joey puts up his hands like uh i don't do barbie sorry of course we cut to the table jesse's like oh darn i was really hoping we'd get an impression of barbie from you Fifth graders don't carry lunchboxes anymore. You haven't even gotten to school yet. You don't even know what they carry at this point. You're probably She's probably just going based on fourth graders didn't carry lunchboxes, so why would fifth graders, right? Not to mention, if you think about it, how much do those lunchboxes really hold? You know that thermos is going to take up, like, half the capacity in there so you have just enough to fit a sandwich that will probably be smushed and some chips that will probably look like sawdust once you go to open them for lunchtime. Because really what is to keep that thermos like moving around back and forth if you're being you're jostling it while you're walking. I got a big it's not a lunch box it's like um a little like cooler not not a hard plastic one but it's really nice because it came with its own um freezer packs that you zip in either side and i have the um hard like ice packs that go inside of it too so that way everything stays cold my pop 
and my other liquid stuff. And I usually keep my sandwich, I have it on Crustables, the, the grape and the occasionally strawberry too. I'll have that separate because otherwise that stuff's just going to get cold. So Danny's like, well then try to sell it to a first grader then. Like, yeah, after you eat the contents out of it, then you can sell it to a... <laughs> There's a brand, I'm guessing it's a brand called Superbread. Which must be not real just for the fact that I looked it up and I can't find anything about it. So I'm guessing the girls are going to take the bus to school and Danny kind of stops them and turns them around and says, Stephanie, are you sure you don't want me to take you today? DJ being the big sister, like, don't worry, Dad, I'll make sure she's okay, don't worry about it. But it's like, no, you would take her to school. And if you think about it, probably the previous year when Stephanie was in preschool, her mom took her. So think about it, this is the first year of school, well, that both girls aren't going to have their, their mom there, who probably took pictures of the girls and their new outfits. Um, now on Facebook, I notice it's kind of a trend where people will take a picture of their kid on the first day of school, and then they'll also take a picture on the last day of school, so you get that side-by-side -side comparison. Granted, social media did not exist in 1987, but Danny's like, wait, 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 I want to get the camcorder to commemorate this. I say, yeah, you want to get to shoot a little video? Great! But take pictures, too. Maybe the grandparents want pictures. Poor Stephanie just looks so sad and depressed. She really doesn't want to go and she's scared. Yeah, and DJ's like, don't worry, Dad, I'll make sure she's okay. It's like, yeah, just like you were helping her figure out what to wear the night before. All of a sudden, now you're making her a priority. As soon as you get to school, you're like, bye, Steph, good luck. I'm going to go off with Kimmy, bye. <laughs> Just Stephanie's subdued voice, like, yeah, it'll be fun. Like, oh. All right, he just happens to have the camcorder in the living room. He's sitting right on the edge of the love seat saying, all right, when I say action, girls, come on in. So the girls walk in, just like, oh, this is so embarrassing. And plus, you're eating up a little bit of time that we have to actually hang out with, uh, well, for DJ's sake, hang out with Kimmy before we actually have to start class. So, yeah. I'm sure they got plenty of time. Joey and Jesse are all, like, singing the sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset, and just... I've never seen Fiddler on the Roof, and what is this pretty much, is that about, like, the guy who gives his daughter away to get married, and he's just talking about how, when did you get old, when did, you know, I remember when you were a little girl, and I'd, like, push you on the swing and everything, and now all of a sudden I'm giving you away at your wedding. And DJ keeps looking back and just, like, practically rolling her eyes at Jesse and Joey. Like, you're making such a production out of this. While Danny is in front of them filming the whole thing. So while Jesse and Joey are saying, Sunrise, sunset, and sunrise, sunset. You see Danny kneel down hug his daughters in a stranglehold like oh my gosh you're never coming back i'm gonna just kiss you and hold you like i'm gonna lose you today 
Like he'll never see them again. My like, God, they're just going to school. They're not going off to college. They'll be coming back. So DJ and Stephanie make it through the doorway out onto the front steps. The door shuts. Like, okay, they're, they're off on their own. Goodbye. Stephanie comes back. She's got an announcement. I changed my mind. I'm not going. <laughs> so we come back from commercial and Danny right away is like, Stephanie, honey, what do you mean you're not going to school? And Stephanie's like... I don't feel so good. So she sits down on the front stoop and says, maybe I'll go next year. And Jesse, all three guys are just standing there looking at Stephanie like, what's going on here? Like, they can't really, why, anybody would be able to see this little girl is freaked out about going to school. And Jesse's like, well, you don't look sick. And Stephanie kind of lowers her head down, like, bleh, bleh. is this better? <laughs> so Joey, the comedian, decides to sit, sits down next to Stephanie. He's like, oh, well, I mean, it's okay, but you, it could use a little work. Go like this, like, kind of mess up your face, and your eyes kind of squinted, and go, <coughs> like that, hack and cough, like, <laughs> and Stephanie's like, <laughs> Like, there you go. <laughs> DJ finally comes in. It's like, Steph, come on. We're going to be, we're going to like miss the bus. What's going on here? And Stephanie just turns to DJ and goes, <coughs> and DJ's like, Steph, are you okay? Of course, Joey's like, see, now you're tricking people, Steph. But this, this phony sick thing has been going on since the dawn of time. Whenever some kid wanted to get out of something, they'd probably fake sick, right? A fever. DJ does the same thing when she wants to get Stacy Q's autograph towards the end of the season one. Yeah, remember. Stephanie even, during the, um, the episode where she gets her nose broken by Joey and has to deal with picture day and everything, kind of fake sick. But then she basically guilt trips Joey into saying, you know, you already broke my nose. Now you're going to make me feel humiliated. So Danny tells DJ, like, hey, look, Steph's a little nervous about her first day. You just go on. Don't worry about it. I will make sure that she will get there. So as soon as DJ walks out the, out the door, Stephanie is up and heading over to the couch. Danny's like, Stephanie, sweetie, what are you doing? I'm talking to you. So Danny's first try is... Sweetie, don't you want to be smart? You can go to school and be smart like the rest of the world. And she just kind of looked at him like, you know what? I think I'll stay home and watch public television. So Jesse gets to the root of the problem here. Like, Steph, come on. Spill your guts. What's up? Why don't you want to go to school? She says, because I don't know anybody and it'll be real scary and I'll be all alone because I don't know anybody. Um, let me ask this question. Um... Did she know anybody when she went to preschool? How about nursery school? Was her mother there the whole time with her? Probably not. And, I'd be, and I, I would bring that up as like, sweetie, remember preschool? It was just a year ago. But you didn't know anybody there either. But you made friends. It seems, honestly, out of the three kids, Stephanie is the one that does kind of struggle to make friends. She had her friend Harry. 
he lasted for all of, what, season two, I believe? Maybe some of season three? And after, but there really wasn't anybody after Harry for quite a while, at least not until, hmm, junior high? I'm trying to think. Well, she did have that girl named, oh, what the heck was her name? What was her name? Start, uh, Rita. She, every once in a while she may have a friend, like, for an episode. Charles from season five, six, six five, season six. Um, I'm not going to go so far as to say that he was a friend. The Jennifers were not really friends. They were more antagonists, or they were, mm, like, the upper crust of fifth grade or whatever grade she was in at the time. But until Mickey, until Gia, there was a very long span of time where Stephanie did not have a steady friend. DJ's got Kimmy. Michelle's got a whole horde of friends. You know, between, you know, Teddy, Denise, Lisa, Derek, occasionally Aaron when he's like, well, when is, when is Aaron ever nice, right? When is he ever nice? He's not. So I'm going to play this clip. I mean, it's it's scary for, for all young kids. I'm trying to remember my first day of very, very fuzzy memory of me walking in there. And I think there's like a playset or something. And there was someone I knew from preschool who became my friend. <clears throat> and then, well, that's the problem with me. I'd make a friend. Um, her name was Allison. I met her in the first grade. Well, I probably met her in uh, kindergarten. Anyway, um, and then at the... No, wait. I had a friend named Carrie who moved away at the end of second grade. Then I became friends with Allison, who moved away at the end of fifth grade. And then I had a friend named Becky, and she stayed, we stayed friends, you know, off and on, because she was actually a grade below me, but we stayed friends. <clears throat> Last time I would have talked to her would have been in 2002, and I would have been um, 19 going on 20 at the time. Um, I guess we just kind of, we lost touch, basically. And then one day when I was working at the video store, her brother came in and said she was living in, like, Texas or someplace, and... Looking back on it now, I really wish I'd asked for her phone number. Because I don't even know if she's married. I tried to look her up on Facebook. Can't find her. I mean, think about it. The last time I saw her was probably when I graduated high school, when I was 18. I have no idea what she looks like. It's been that long. Junior high, I met Barbara, who I'm still friends with to this day. We talk on Facebook and stuff. Uh, Barbara would have moved away at the end of sixth grade. I wouldn't have gotten back with her. She wouldn't have. She moved away and then came back when I started high school. But then there was Desiree. So, yeah, I may I lose a friend almost every other every couple of years, but I would make another friend. But it would always be the one friend. Granted, I'd be chummy with my classmates, but I'd always have the one real good friend that 
Mainly we just have in common like the movies or the guys that we liked in the movies and stuff like that, so. I want to play this clip. Steph, honey, what do you mean you're not going to school? <laughs> I don't feel good. Maybe I'll go next year. <laughs> Steph, you're gonna look sick. Steph, that's what she did at that time. Steph's a little nervous about her first day at school. I'll make sure she gets it. Hey, Steph, see you there. Stephanie, wait a minute. Where are you going? Steph, I want to talk to you. Sweetheart, don't you want to go to school and be smart? I'll stay home and watch public television. <laughs> Come on, Steph, spill your guts. Why don't you want to go to school? Because I don't know anybody. I'll be all alone. It'll be real scary. I won't know anybody. And I won't have any friends. Oh, poor kid. Well, you make friends. Steph, you're going to make friends. I promise. Oh, yeah. You and I, we're going to go down there together. <coughs> Daddy's not going to leave until everything's all right. Oh, that's going to make and her a target. because it's your first day. Actually, first times can be scary, but they can be exciting, too. Oh, God. I remember a real exciting first time for me. Ew, I don't need to hear it. I was 14. I went out with this incredible college girl, Marissa Delacruz, with the driver. First I was, you know, kind of nervous and a little scared. But then Marissa, ah, she kind of, I don't know, she got kind of friendly. And... Okay, you need to. Let's just say first times can be great. Not story but darn entertaining oh yeah you're not wrong <laughs> so danny says sweetie you will make friends because he's like i'll be alone and i won't have any friends he's like you will make friends i'm gonna go down there with you and i'm not gonna leave your side until you are ready to say daddy i want you to go what's funny is when i get to um Oh, Michelle. Michelle's first day of preschool. That girl's like, okay, Dad, bye. See you. I don't want you here anymore. Bye. She's, she's Miss Independent. Stephanie, definitely, each girl has their own way of how they cope with things. Jo, uh, Jesse, of course, launches into a tale about how first times can be learning experiences. They can be exciting. He mentions how when he was 14, he met this girl, college-age girl named Marissa something or other. And how she started to get real friendly with him. And Danny just gives Jesse little laser eyes like, this is not helping. I don't want my daughter to know about your first sexual experience. She's not ready for that. She's only five. So zip it. Just zip it. Jesse's like, oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, like I said, first times can be exciting. Um. <laughs> Joey's like, yeah, that was definitely an interesting story, Jesse. I was entertained. I think we all were. <laughs> so now we cut to the classroom. And we do have some adults there. They could be parents. They could be parent volunteers. They could be teacher's aides. There's at least three other adults other than the teacher herself, which she is very noticeable. She's in a beige sweater with a white shirt underneath. She's got white shoes 
and a beige tan colored skirt that goes all the way down to just above her socks. So she's definitely, and the thing is what I remember about teachers, one way you could tell a teacher from someone else, and I don't know if they do this now, denim dresses, jean dresses. Uh, there's one teacher I had that had um, a denim dress, and they had like a alphabet necklace with like uh, the letters of the alphabet and like maybe some apples or maybe like embroidered around along the collar was like um, some letters of the alphabet, an apple, a school pencil, a book, um, a ruler, something like that identifiable to a little kid. Another thing with the buses also was little kids sometimes if they can't read yet the buses will have pictures like, oh, that's the Bluebird bus. That's the Kitty Cat bus. That's the Apple bus or something like that. Remember I told Jeremy that and he just kind of rolled his eyes like, oh my gosh, back in my day we could actually, like, I don't care. This is comfortable to kids to help them easily identify what bus is theirs. All the kids in here, oh, they're doing different activities. Some are drawing, some are holding up pictures, some, a couple kids are fighting over what looks like those attachable colored block things that you, I learned to count with. There's a tray that says milk, 20 cents. There's no milk on it. So, Stephanie eyes warily the action going on in the classroom. We, like I said, we got... Oh, is that a that's a is that a lady or is that a guy in the background? He might have a tie. Hold on. That looks like a there's a dad over there. But we got a lady with a little girl who the little girl's like going to run out of the classroom shortly. But the and the mother's trying to get the teacher's attention. And the teacher's occupied with this little girl who's wearing a little pink sailor cap and showing her a picture. There's no real organization yet. None of the kids are all sitting down in a circle or anything. Everyone's just off doing their own, which is probably first days of school are usually just that. The teachers are getting ready. The kids are trying to get comfortable. It's basically the first day pretty much starts just like the last day of school is going to end. It's a free day pretty much. You're not going to learn a whole lot. Granted, when you get to maybe junior high, high school, those days are going to be, yeah, you're finding your classroom. But teachers will have a syllabus for you to go on. This is what we're going to be working on this semester and stuff like that. So, yeah. So Stephanie's like, oh, she is very overwhelmed here. She's like, okay, we saw it. Can we go home now, please? And she turns around like she is ready to dart out. She's Pretty much out the door. She's not even in the classroom. She just stepped over the threshold. Now she's like, I'm over this. We got Danny, who's got Michelle in a little stroller. And now he's got to handle Stephanie. Like, sweetie, please. And while he goes to grab Stephanie, he's got to grab the back of Michelle's stroller as he's pulling her backwards. And Michelle's probably like, she's looking back like, why am I going backwards? It's like, baby, don't worry, okay? You're going to feel a lot better as you meet someone. Let's wait for a little girl. We got kids outside with their parents on the swings, on the jungle gym. 
there are a lot of parents here, which maybe a lot of these kids are nervous themselves. This setup with this jungle gym thing, you know how it's like, um, one of those, like, pyramidish round type things that you, like, can swing from the bars and stuff like that and climb inside it. I don't think schools have those anymore, do they? Because I thought they were ruled as, um, where kids can get really hurt. I mean, if they're, I never tried to swing upside down. Never, never was going to attempt that. But anyway, yeah, the first attempt, uh, let's see, let's wait for a little girl and you can make a friend. No, anyone coming out of that classroom is coming out of there for a reason is, it's not a good reason. And this little girl's like, I'm never going back in there again. Never, never, never. As her mother, like, chases after her. Her mother had her daughter in, like, a death grip. And she's got one hand on the door frame. One hand on her daughter. And her daughter just breaks away and just, boom, bolts it for the parking lot. That's probably off screen. So I'm going to play this clip. Poor Danny, he's trying. He really is trying with Stephanie. But she is just not willing. Like, I would have taken her in there say, honey, let's introduce you to your teacher. Someone just grabbed her by the bone. Sounds a good idea. Oh, look, honey. It's a slide. Your very favorite. This is like the lollipops I get before the big shot. They don't give you the big shot. No, 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 no. Why didn't I bring a lollipop? Here. Take her bag off. Take her bag off first. That's going to get caught on something. That slide is pathetic. Fit in there. <laughs> you know, if we're having this much fun outside the class, just imagine the barrel of monkeys waiting for us inside, huh? Oh no. Did she poop? Oh, honey. oh she what pooped, you know didn't she? she? Oh, she's. See what she did? Ew. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah. She's got a pamper full of. Yeah, fright. she pooped. Oh no. Get that baby out of there. I'm she smells. Sweetheart, I want you to wait inside the class, okay? Stinky baby. Okay. And I don't know anybody in there. It doesn't matter. Go. So, Danny's like, well, you know, let's wait for another little girl. You know, one that has a better outlook on life. Like, no, I think you need to nix that plan. It's like, you know what, Steph, why don't we, like, play on the playground and ease our way into the classroom? So he's like, oh, look at this little slide. This slide is maybe a foot long. It's not very long at all. And it's got, like, a barrel entryway. It's like, here, honey, let me show you, like, go down this this little slide. And I'm thinking, take her bag off. That's going to get caught on something. But she slides through with no problem. She's like, oh, yay. 
Nothing you're going to do, Danny, is going to make her feel at ease. Now you're just pushing happiness on her. Like, come on, honey, be happy. And this is the thing with Stephanie in a lot of episodes. When she doesn't get to go to Disneyland, so she's going to pout the whole time. When she loses Mr. Bear, she's going to cry and pout. And people are like, no, Stephanie, you got to be happy. you got to get over this hump of, of sadness. Life's going to be full of disappointment. you just got to get over it. It's like, I don't like that. If she wants to sulk, let her sulk for a bit. She'll come out of it eventually. Um, when she goes to Disneyland or Disney World and Michelle gets picked to be the princess of the day, Stephanie sulks. And in Fuller House, there is an episode where DJ does say, remember when mom passed away? You went in your room and you hid and you wouldn't come out for anybody. That's how you deal with things. So Stephanie is definitely the type to put up a wall and just say, don't, don't talk to me. I'm not ready to face the world right now. She's definitely one of those people. And there's nothing wrong. People deal with things and disappointments in their own way. Sometimes people shut down. Some people, like Danny, mask their feelings. I sometimes do that as well. So Danny's like, all right, I'm going to go. And I'm like, Danny, you are too tall and too long for that thing. But he manages to get through it and says, hey, if we're having so much fun here, imagine what it's like inside. Like, ugh. And we hear Michelle go, and Stephanie's like, oh, no, look what she did. She's scared, too. And I thought, like, at first, like, oh, she spit up. But she's looking down, like, look what she did. Like, she clearly pooped. Is the poop seeping through her diaper? I'm... And Danny's like, wow, she's got a pamper full of fright. Ugh. Change that, baby. So he's like, I'm gonna change Michelle. You go into the classroom and wait for me there. Stephanie's like, okay, but I don't know anybody. Immediately, we see the classroom from the doorway. Who's sitting at one of the desks? Uncle Jesse! Yay! It's Uncle Jesse! She knows somebody! Woohoo! This day just got much, much better! Hey, Steph, what's shaking? <laughs> Jesse, what are you doing? Mrs. Here? Peyton. Come here, I'll tell you. <laughs> I was on my way to work, and since I happen to be a part time exterminator, I thought I'd stop by and make sure there's no pest, bugs, or farm material in your classroom. Other than these rugrats. Look, What is it? It's either a dog with no head or an ashtray. Dog with no head. I don't know what it looks like, but it doesn't you look like either of those things. What's the matter? No pals yet? I don't know why. You look pretty. You smell okay. Alright, you stay here and get ready to learn some new names, alright? Attention all munchkins. Who are you? Oh. Free milks all around. Compliments of the coolest kid in class, Stephanie Tanner. Make a friend, get a free milk. Those milks are empty as empty. Approaching children. Little girl, how'd you like to make a 
new friend. Yeah, no, really. He's trying to help the kids become friends. So, who are you? I'm uh, I'm this pretty little girl's father, right, Steph? Uh, okay. Well, look, as long as you're here, would you come with me to the supply room and kill something with eight legs? I'll be right back, Steph. This happens to me all the time. Everybody loves the exterminator. So, my, uh, Stephanie comes in there and he's like, "Oh, what? No friends yet?" And he, he, he's like, sniffs her, like, you smell okay? You, your clothes look nice? What's up? Okay, here, I'll find a way to make you some friends. He grabs the milk tray with these little cardboard containers of milk. These milks are clearly empty. Because he says, hey, he blows a whistle that he, no, he rings a little bell, which gets the attention of everybody. And I'm surprised no other parents are like, who is this guy and why is he here? But there are parents everywhere with their kids in there. There's at least maybe five or six adults in that room. And he's like, hey, get a milk, make a friend. Stephanie Tanner, milk's on her. All the kids rush up, they take the milk, and they run off. And Stephanie's like, great, now I don't have a friend or a milk. Thanks, Uncle Jesse. So he's like, all right. Tactic number two. I'm going to go over there and grab a kid, and then you two will be friends. He goes over there to grab a little girl who luckily has a rape whistle around her neck, and she blows on it as soon as Jesse grabs her by the arm. Like, hi, little girl! And she's like, stranger, stranger! <sighs> right away, the teacher comes running over, as does the girl's mother, to yank her away. And she, rightly so, she's like, who are you? He's like, oh, well, me, I'm this beautiful little girl's father. And we cut to Stephanie's face of, oh, yes, of course he is. Okay, he's my dad. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So because Jesse is wearing his exterminator outfit, the lady's like, look, the teacher says, can you come to the supply closet with me and kill something with eight legs? Thank you. I'd be like, I can do, you know, normally you have to call and make an appointment, but I can do a solid for you. I will send you a bill, by the way. So this is not a free service. Joey just walks right in there like anybody's business. He doesn't have a kid with him or anything. This would make me apprehensive. But then again, Jesse did the same thing and we didn't see him there. Granted, he's got his exterminator's outfit, so anyone would probably be like, oh, he's an exterminator, he's supposed to be there. Joey, on the other hand, comes in with white shoes and white pants and a Hawaiian shirt, which really, uh, childlike wonder expression on his face. That's stranger danger right there. Granted, nothing against Joey, but still. <laughs> he just comes right in like, hey, Stephanie, how's it going, sweetie? You make any friends yet? Because Joey's going to do his own little adorable, creepyish tactic of duck, duck, goose. Where he gets up and starts going around the circle, patting kids on the head, duck, duck, duck. We've all played duck, duck, goose. We know how it goes. Grabs Steph, or pats her on the head, goose, go! And uh, she chases him around the circle. Teacher finally comes over like, excuse me, who are you? And Joey's like, oh, me? Well, I'm this adorable little girl's father. And Stephanie's like, 
Okay, whatever. Yeah, he's my dad too. I got two dads. Excuse me? <laughs> what, Elizabeth Taylor's daughter had seven fathers. I don't think she did. <laughs> Whoa, Danny, more good news. DJ's going over the wall. Oh, yeah, this dad stuff's a piece of cake. Here, take a little poopster. Huh? We'll stay right here. Okay, Daddy. And Daddy. And Daddy. Freeze. So, yeah, all the commotion that Joey is making sends the teacher running out of the supply closet with Jesse on her heels. She's like, who are you? Oh, I'm this little girl's father. And it's like, Stephanie's like, yeah, he is. Okay, whatever. And the teacher just looks at them both like, eh, what? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, lady. I really don't. Right away, Danny comes back with Michelle and is like, what are you two doing here? And then the lady teacher looks at him like, uh, who are you? Almost like, I'm afraid to ask. And he's like, oh, me? Well, I'm this beautiful little girl's father. And she looks at Stephanie, and Stephanie's like, uh-huh, yeah, he's my dad, basically. He's like, uh, Stephanie, sweetie, you're five. Just say, this is my dad, that's my uncle, and that guy lives in the alcove in our house. <laughs> so, Danny's like, what are you guys doing here? And before either of them can answer, DJ is making a break for it, going over the fence. This fence is kind of cool. It's got, like, hand drawings of a plane and a school and a house and a hill with a trolley on it. It's really cool looking. So they must have, like, had some artist. Oh, wow! There's a picture of the Bay Bridge! Cool! So he's like, hey, da, 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 where do you think you're going, DJ? Oh, yeah, he says, well, here's what we have here is my daughter ditching school, throwing away her entire educational career and becoming a juvenile delinquent. And DJ just looks at him like, yeah, technically, yeah, you're right about that. Danny picks her up because she's on top of the backseat of a bench to jump over that fence. That's like a five foot drop, DJ. And with her dress being as long as it is, what's to say that isn't going to get caught on one of the 
slats, and she's going to be hanging either upside down or whatever on the other side. But Danny, we don't get to see that because Danny does yank her off that bench and puts her back on the ground. DJ's reasoning for wanting to skip school is really dumb. She says, well, he's like, do you mind if I ask you why you're attempting to ditch school before you knock off a 7-Eleven? And she leans against the jungle gym here and she says, because they put me in the smart class. Sweetie, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you're not going to be in the same classes as your friends when... You know, even when in I when I covered the junior high episode, which is gonna be next, um, Kimmy and DJ got a bunch of like six or seven different classes, and the only one they're in is Spanish. That's the only one they'd be in. Eventually, um, Kimmy does get her schedule changed, so she and DJ have the same lunch or something. So, but anyway, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, Kimmy's probably been in every class that DJ has been in and then all of a sudden they decide we need to get you DJ you're so smart we need to get you into some pre-AP classes because you are just such a genius and does Kimmy get put in the regulated resource room or something I don't know so Danny's like sweetie that is great news that's wonderful the advanced class and DJ just glowers at her dad and says, Dad, it's Geekville, USA. On the first day of school, all the kids brought homework. And she says she's also the only blonde. I find that hard to believe. Is this Full House's attempt to make a blonde joke? That was also another thing in the 80s. Remember that saying? My aunt would say it to me and we'd all laugh about it because we thought it was funny. About blondes, why do blondes wear shoulder pads? Shoulder pads, and it's like I don't know. As you shrug your shoulders, like oh God, who thought of that stupid joke? Oh my goodness, this isn't that big of a deal, sweetie. Kimmy is right next door to your house. You can go over there whenever you want. You can see each other, talk on the phone, do your homework together, which they do a lot of that. It's not like you'll never see each other. You'll most likely see each other at lunch. But this is a good thing. You're being recognized for your academics. That will take you places in life. That, unfortunately, is going to set Kimmy and DJ in different areas, you know? But Kimmy uses that to her advantage. Like, DJ's smart. I'm just going to copy off of her. And we see that in multiple episodes. So... There's no real setback from this, so... But I'm going to play this clip. Freeze. What is this? I don't want to jump to conclusions, <laughs> but it appears what we have here is my daughter <laughs> ditching school, throwing away her future, and basically becoming a juvenile delinquent? In a nutshell, yes. <laughs> Do you mind if I ask you a question before you go knock off a 7-Eleven? <laughs> Why are you dropping out of school? Because they put me in the smart class. The advanced class? DJ, that's wonderful. Dad, it's Geekville, USA. <laughs> These kids, the first day of school, they brought homework. 
get this, I'm the only blonde. And worst of all, they split me and Kimmy up. I know you're disappointed, but it's not like you'll never see Kimmy again. Exactly. She lives next door. Exactly. Dad, you don't understand. Kimmy and I have always been in the same class. Now I'm in a room full of eggheads. You'll live, sweetie. Don't It'll be fine. Eggheads. They're omelet heads. <laughs> DJ, it's the omelet heads who rule the world. Yeah! You really should give this a chance. You know why? Because if you don't try new things, you're never going to know what you're missing out on. That's true. Bye. Get your butt in that classroom, girl. Hold it. Where do you think you're going? Home. You're not going anywhere. Nobody's going any place unless it's back into those two rooms. <laughs> there she is. I got this. <laughs> what you two need to understand. Dad? Yes? Let me just talk to my sister alone, okay? Woman to woman. You think I can help? All right. You can talk to her. But remember, I trust her. Aww. I promise we won't try to make a break for it. You better not. I'll be watching you. I love how Danny said it's the omelet heads that rule the world. I'm like, world. I'm like, yes! <laughs> Yeah, geeks and nerds, man. I mean, they're in. This is their time. Our time. Granted, nerds and geeks and stuff like that are omelet heads. It's like, no, we don't need to put labels on people. Why can't we just call people that go their own way, call them unique? They're blazing their own path. But Danny makes the same comment that I did. Like, she lives right next door. And DJ's just like, yeah, but I mean, ever since except for today, we've been in the same class. They wouldn't have sent a notice home or anything at the end of the school year saying, DJ, based on your grades, we're putting you in the AP classes, the advanced class. That seems like something that would, you know, a, a phone call would be nice, or at least to prepare her for an accelerated course or however you want to play this. So while Danny's talking to DJ, Stephanie zips out of the room like, bye, Danny. And he's like, hey, hey, you stop where you are. Jesse and Joey, Joey's got Michelle. Like, oh, there she is. So it's like. How did you guys let her get out of your sight? There's two of you. Granted, one of you's holding Michelle, but come on. And Stephanie's like, I'm going home. It's like, you are not going home. He's like, the only place both of you are going is back into those two rooms. DJ says, Dad, look, let me talk to her woman to woman. All right, I got this. And Danny's like, all right, DJ, I trust you. And I'm watching you both. Like, I promise we won't knock off a 7-Eleven. We won't ditch school. Like, okay. But I'm watching you both. So I like this sister moment here. DJ is such a good big sister. Always to give advice to Stephanie when she needs it. When she feels, you know, that Stephanie just needs to be corrected on stuff. Yeah. Steph. <laughs> What's wrong? 
they're friends. <laughs> you can't expect to make friends the first day. You know, when I started kindergarten, I didn't know anybody either. It was about Kimmy. We were just in the same class, but I didn't talk to Kimmy for six months. Because she's an airhead? <laughs> she's not an airhead. She just hates thinking. <laughs> it's probably why we're not in the same class anymore. I just got stuck in a room full of omelet heads where I don't know one person. It's pretty scary. Real scary. But Steph, you can't run away every time you're scared. If you don't try new things, you'll never know what you're missing out on. Where did I hear that? <laughs> oh no, he was right. <laughs> Who is right? Uh, you don't know him. <laughs> Anyways, making new friends <laughs> takes time. But you got one really good friend at school already. Who? Right down the hall, room seven. You can't miss me. I'm the only omelet head with blonde hair. Thanks. <laughs> Steph, I'll go back to my class if you go back to yours, okay? Okay. here she starts off with asking you know Steph what's going on why are you not want to go to class and Stephanie's like I don't have any friends and I love what DJ says here it's like Stephanie you can't expect to make friends the first day I mean I didn't when I started kindergarten I didn't know anybody either and Stephanie's like well what about Kimmy and DJ says well we were just in the same class. We didn't know each other. And I didn't talk to Kimmy for at least six months. And Stephanie's like, why? Because she's an airhead? And TJ corrects her like, well, no, she's not an airhead. She just doesn't like thinking. And DJ ends up using Danny's advice where if you don't learn, you know, how to try something different, you're never gonna, if you don't learn new things, you will not know what you're missing, you're gonna miss out, basically. Like, you gotta, you know, bite back that fear and just say, not today. I'm gonna learn something new, and I'm not gonna be afraid. Embrace it. Embrace the newness. See, I should be telling myself this, because trying new things scares the garbage out of me. It really, really does. I just, I'm always so much in my comfort zone. That's why I've been at my same workstation for over five and a half years now, because I am too scared to venture out of my comfort zone. I'm Linus with the blue, my machine is the blue blanket, and I'm scared to be, but the thing is, after December, I have no choice. I have to learn something new because that machine is going bye-bye. So I can definitely take DJ's lesson of if you don't try new things, you'll never know what you're missing out on. And for all I know, I probably missed out on some other things of trying new machines and whatnot. But you know what? I, I think my fear comes from the fact that I'm scared of failure. 
I am scared of trying something new and failing at it. And having people, you know, you know, point that out about me. Like, oh, you're not fast enough. Or, oh, you should be able to do that. It's been a week now. You should already be up to speed. I don't know why you're not. You know, stuff like that. You know, whether you're a kid or whether you're an adult, trying something new is scary and it is difficult. And I'm sure a lot of it comes from the fear of failing. But anyway... DJ and Stephanie both agree, like, let's go back to our prospective classrooms. I'm, I'm right here in the same school, Steph. We're still going to see each other. If you need me, I'm the only omelet head with blonde hair. So they hold hands. They break away, go their separate ways. Stephanie sits down in the circle with the, next to the teacher and another girl who kind of takes her hand. And it's sweet. We got Danny, Jesse, and Joey holding Michelle. Or they're all drinking, well, milk out of straws. They make that slurping sound. And she's finally adjusted. And I noticed that none of the other parents that were there before, they've all left. It's like the teachers got this. I mean, there's definitely a class full of maybe at least maybe 10 to 15 kids. And there's probably a teacher's aide somewhere off screen, but it's like Stephanie is finally sitting down and, you know, integrating herself with the class. It's going to take time. It's going to take time. We never really learn of any kids that she meets until eventually she meets Harry down, which is going to be in season two, I believe. Um... Another thing, when I started second grade, I was living at my aunt and uncle's at the time, and my aunt brought me to meet my teacher probably before the first day of school so I could get familiar with my classroom. And I remember that first day. Um, it was a nice, sunny morning. Everyone was on the playground, and this kid, you know, everyone was starting to go inside, and I kind of hung back, and this kid kind of looked at me. He's like, this isn't your classroom. And I just hung back there sad and scared on the playground until the teacher um, came out. He said, are you uh, are you going to come join us? And oh, and then I finally like, unfroze, and I just, like, started walking forward, like, granted, that kid who said, this isn't your classroom, became a, a good friend of mine, and most of those kids in that class I went to school with from, like, first grade all the way up to graduating high school, so, yeah. So that was, <laughs> that was my story, yeah. Um, some of the time I did have the same teacher for two grades, um, Second and third grade, I had the same teacher. Fourth and fifth grade, I had the same teacher. It wasn't until junior high that I had a different teacher every single year. But basically, this is the end of the episode. It was really good. It really, you know, a lot of kids could get something. They could identify with Stephanie, maybe even identify with DJ about the changes that we go through in class. Sometimes you're going to be... Notice for your academics, and they're going to want you to excel in other areas. And like, hey, let's challenge yourself. You're not being challenged enough. Let's put you in an advanced class, an accelerated course, and stuff like that. Sometimes you got to leave your friend. You know, I had to do that in third grade for a math class. 
I had to go across the street to another school. I didn't know anybody. And it really stunk because apparently I had to be play recess with these other kids that I didn't know who they were. And I would occasionally try to go over to my school. Of course, I'd get yelled at because I'd be crossing the street. But still. And eventually I got pulled out of that math class because I couldn't keep up with the work. And finally it's like, okay, okay, we'll... we'll Keep you in this math class and stuff like that. But it's just like, good grief. But anyway, um, as I said, good episode. I really enjoyed it. Lesson learned here would be you're never going to know what you're missing out on if you don't try new things. Thank you, Stephanie, or DJ. That was a great quote. Also, it came from Danny. Thank you, Danny. Um, I'd have to say for the best outfit, love Stephanie's school outfit. Worst outfit, hands down DJ. Denim, button up, plain Jane, just, I get it. I mean, you're going to school with the same kids. You feel like you don't have to impress them. Granted, that's going to change when we get to back to school blues. It's all about what to wear when you start junior high. So yeah, I'll be talking about the next back to school Episode in the Back to School series, Season 3, Episode 2, Back to School Blues, aired September, uh, September 29th, 1989. DJ goes to junior high and figures out that it's much different than elementary school and the older girls tease her. She tries to change herself, but it doesn't turn out the way she wants it to. Well, when some of the older girls are like 21 and look like they're working a corner... Because <laughs> they do, and I'll get to that. Girls walking around in skimpy outfits. Kathy Santoni, we get to meet her for the first time, and boy, oh boy, is she just walking around in a red sports bra, and no teachers pulling her aside saying, Sweetie, you need to put on a top, because this is inappropriate. No way would that fly. No way would that fly when I went to school, and it certainly wouldn't fly today. Crop top. It's not a crop top. It's a halter top. It meets just under the the booble area. So it's just <laughs> well, I'll get to that. Um, but yeah, that's the episode. I had fun with this. There were some scenes in there that I don't remember. One of them being when the girls like take their chairs and sit in the bathroom to watch Jesse and Joey bathe Michelle because they know something funny is gonna happen. So that yeah. Um, also the, uh, the very ending scene as the guys get up to leave, Jesse's got some, I don't know what those were. They were, they look like construction feet, uh, construction paper feet that all have glue on them because they're attached to his butt. I, I didn't... That's a scene I don't remember being in there. But then again, I watched a lot of these in reruns, and I don't remember those. So, all right. So, let's get to some reviews. And everyone have a wonderful first week of school. Although some kids have probably been back to school for at least a couple weeks. Some start in the middle of August. So, yeah, school is in full swing. Summer's coming to a close. Officially, September 23rd, we start fall. So, 
sweatshirts, leaves, pumpkins. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I bet eventually you're going to hear me start complaining. Like, I don't like this. <laughs> Once we get to like late October, November, and I'm like wearing a parka up here because it's so cold. No, I'll, I'm going to break out the electric blanket probably in like mid-October. So, all right, everybody. Have a great week. I'll be back next week with Back to School Blues. All right, let's just read some reviews for this episode. This one is a 7 out of 10, entitled School Shenanigans. This review was put up on March 2nd, 2016. Now, everybody has moved into the Tanner household. Summer is over and school is about to begin. Full House is one of those family shows that tries to tackle everything relevant to family and cultural society. The first day of school is one that not many shows have done like this. Stephanie is transitioning from preschool to kindergarten and is scared. I can totally relate to that. Being in a class of people whom you don't know is really scary. Also, DJ's first day of fifth grade isn't so hot either when her and her best friend, Kimmy, Andrea Barber, are placed in different classes because DJ is smart. DJ doesn't know anybody in her class either, which I found hard to believe considering how close each grades and classes are. The guys and DJ come to comfort Stephanie, but it is mainly DJ that helps her. I must admit the school portion is a bit dull. It is too watered down with how hard it can be and how easy it was for Stephanie and DJ to go. But the first part was awesome, full of fun, such as Stephanie trying out her wardrobe, seeing Kimmy, and the guy singing Sunrise, Sunset. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yes. The school portion of this is, like, maybe ten minutes long, if that. Where you pretty much get everything that happens before the first day of school is what they mainly focus on here. Alright, ooh, this one gave a uh, person gave an 8 out of 10. This review is titled, The One Where Stephanie Doesn't Want to Go to School. This review was made on October 28th, 2014. Excuse me, it was published. Alright, warning, spoilers. I love this episode. I actually just finished watching it, and I thought, now... And I thought now would be the perfect time to review this episode. I find it really funny, and it has a lot of heart to it. Then again, nearly every episode of Full House has a lot of heart to it. That's very true. In this episode, it's the first day of school, and Stephanie is really nervous about starting kindergarten. DJ is really excited about starting the fifth grade and has been organizing with her best friend, Kimmy. Where to sit in the back is the best place to pass notes, so I've learned. Also, stay away from that one kid whose name I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, Arthur Wilcox. Anyway, the day arrives and Stephanie decides she doesn't want to go to school and that she'll start next year. Her dad makes her go and she gets very upset and admits that she's worried about not having any friends. So you're telling me honestly that none of the kids from preschool transferred to the same school at all? Like none of them? Wow. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, now I lost my face. <laughs> DJ then spots... Danny then spots DJ climbing over the fence and runs out to stop her and to find out why. It turns out that she has been put into the smart class and was separated from Kimmy. 
She doesn't know one single person. Danny convinces her to give it a try, and then DJ has a hard heart with Stephanie. She convinces her all the same thing. Oh, convinces her of the same thing. And says that she'll always be there if Stephanie needs anything. Eventually, DJ goes to her class and Stephanie goes to hers. Overall, I give this episode an 8 out of 10. Alright, 9 out of 10. First school jitters. December 3rd, 2013. Tomorrow's the first day of school and Stephanie's kind of nervous about starting kindergarten. After going through everything in her closet, she still doesn't know what to wear. By the next morning, she decides she just won't go. She'll stay home and watch public television. Jesse decides to decides driving her to school would probably help her. Danny feels like convincing her and sends Stephanie into the classroom so he could change Michelle. When she's she gets there, Jesse is there to help, but also he's unsex, unsuccessful. Jen, I just got up like thirty minutes ago. If that, I'm sorry, guys. Why do I feel like my mouth is full of marbles or something? Oof. But he's also unsuccessful. Then Joey tries. Before all's said and done, he... The teacher's convinced she has a rather odd family with three fathers. Yeah, that... Well, we'll get to that teacher. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> DJ is finally able to help Stephanie decide to give kindergarten a chance. There's also an interesting scene where Jesse and Joey tried to figure out how to give Michelle a bath. They were actually more successful with this than other trials, but Danny catches the two men in the bathtub together and freaks. Don't worry, it's all totally innocent. Adding to this, the references to Fiddler on the Roof, Elvis Presley, and Bonanza are made. Alright, another 8 out of 10, November 16th, 2013. Stephanie's paranoid about her first day of school. Everyone tries to reassure her to no avail. Jesse, Joey, and Dad, Danny, all try to calm Stephanie down and reassure her that school is okay. Meanwhile, DJ is caught trying to hightail it over the fence by her dad. Danny calms down DJ, and this, it's the sisters who end up reassuring each other, Stephanie and DJ. I don't really remember my first day of school. I do know I enjoyed kindergarten to a certain extent, but don't remember much about it. I do empathize with DJ's complaints. I was devastated when I found out my best friend wouldn't be in the same class as me. It's really hard to be in a class with people you don't know. I felt this episode explored that issue very well with the limited time they had. This is also Kenny's first appearance on the show. Kenny? You mean Kimmy? Okay, okay. This person clearly... I'm sorry, just a little little typo. Little typo. She would become a fixture for the show. She certainly had her moments of entertainment. Favorite moment of the show has to be Joey's shower outfit. He's in a life jacket, swimwear, and goggles. Jesse's comment, the most terrifying scene, shower scene since Psycho, was hilarious. It also has outdated themes, such as Jetsons and Barbie lunchboxes. This was done in 1987. This episode is great and shows that you shouldn't be afraid to take a risk, try new things, or be worried over things you can't control. 8.3 out of 10. Alright, so those were the reviews for the episode, courtesy of IMDb. A lot of people pretty much said the same thing, gave you a synopsis breakdown of the episode. And the things that they liked about it. 